made it into the right spot. It's the Invest Well Show with Michael Wall. And from time to time, we have Mr. Cook. Mr. Randy Cook, as always, he is in the studio cooking up something good for you. That's so that way we can share thought and insight. What I not do. in the golf course, right? That's right. Exactly. I mean, and the 85-foot almost made putt, by the way, I just got to tell you, TPC, 17 Island Hole. Thank you. Very impressive. And there's yeah. video proof. So I got to say, proof. there's video it, proof. It's not it just actually, hearsay. No. It actually, so if you're out there listening to this and you like to play golf, I just flew up. We took a plane, took a couple guys and flew up to uh, TPC uh, Friday and, or the other day and, and played there and just had an unbelievable putt on, on 17. It was pretty cool. Island hole, a lot of fun. We see it in, when you watch the players. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun. I had to record it and talk about it. So there you go. Well, Randy, we're going to talk about something else today. And I think uh, everybody's going to love hearing about this. Taxes, you know, they say not. you may not have an income problem, you may not have a health problem, but everybody's got a tax problem, right? That's that's, ex- that's exactly <laughs> right. The, the least fun part of the game, that's right? That's right. Exactly right. So when you take a look at taxes, you know, one of the things that we know is the more you pay, the less you keep. You're like, well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, I know it is. But let's think about this for a minute. And let me say it one more time. The more taxes you pay... <laughs> the less taxes you keep. And so my question is, and you can raise your hand as you're listening to this out there, if you could keep more taxes in your own pocket and pay less to the government, would you be interested in learning about that? (laughs) I see the show of hands. I know this is podcast, but they're all up, Michael. Survey says yes. Okay, so second question is, if you could do it in such a way that we were legally, morally, and ethically disinheriting the IRS, you know, they're your number one beneficiary in your portfolio. Is there any reason you wouldn't want to know about that? And the answer, I guess I would say resoundingly yes. Now, obviously, we want to make sure we're doing things on the up and up. We want to make sure that we're doing things in such a way that is where they should be. And obviously, the more money you make, the more potential you have in tax savings. So this is a show really geared towards those of you out there that are we'll say higher income earners that could start at a couple hundred thousand a year to a couple million a year or more. And I'm going to share a quick thought about a gentleman that I just literally connected with last week. That's making uh, about 2.3 million a year. And we're going to save him about $500,000 a year in taxes. And we'll talk about that in just a bit, you know, but Randy, it's interesting to me that this whole tax phenomenon, the idea of paying taxes is actually starting to trickle down to our children today and kids are starting to become much more educated on the process, more than we actually even thought. And you got a little clip on that you want to share. You may have seen this on Facebook. A mom and her kids are playing Monopoly, and a realization came to one of the young kids there. He appeared to be very upset emotionally. He was crying. And she goes, what's wrong? And this is how that went. Oh, my gosh. Where's all your money gone, Daddy? Taxes. Okay, it's part of the game. No, it's not. It it's is. The, it's the worst part of the game. Oh, it's what? Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. And that's that's a real clip, right? It I mean, is. That's, that, I actually didn't see that on Facebook yet. Where did you find that? You were just searching? Yeah. yeah, it was just, it came up on my news feed. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is pretty funny. You know, it's what's funny is, is literally the other day, I was actually playing my uh, daughter, JL. We were playing Monopoly. And in five times when I was going around the board, I landed on the income tax thing 
three times. It's like, this is like the worst luck ever. Are we kidding me? So I feel that kid's pain, yep. <laughs> right? But you know, when you think about it, it really is an issue. I think the reason it's an issue, number one, is because it's something that we all face. And obviously you hear political sides and talking heads talking about the idea of raising taxes or lowering taxes and you know all of these different things and what's the best to do. But at the end of the day, taxes are a big, big problem. And, you know, there's a site that many of you have probably gone to before, U.S. Debt Clock. And you can go there and kind of watch what the, you know, the tax structure looks like. Obviously, our U.S. national debt is about $22 trillion, And you know, it's a big, big problem. When you look at the national debt, I mean, it grows about $100,000 every three to four seconds, depending on what's going on. And I say that because that's not even necessarily the complete unfunded liabilities. If you actually go to the bottom of the page and you look at the bottom, you'll see Social Security liability, Medicare liability, and some other things in general. And the total U.S. unfunded liability is $125 trillion. (laughs) Now think about that. What does that actually mean? Well, that's the liability per U.S. citizen... Not per taxpayer, but per U.S. citizen, the total unfunded liability is $380,000. Now, you might say, well, what does that have to do with me? What has to do with the fact that you're a U.S. citizen? And the country that we live in is called America, in case you didn't know that. And we're in this place where our debt is gone through the roof like crazy and I don't know if you realize this, but the government actually doesn't produce any of money on their own. (laughs) There is only one thing that they can do to help that. They can cut services or raise taxes. Correct. So there's only one way they're getting money for the payment of their taxes, and that is to cut services, raise taxes. There's actually a third way, Randy. You may not have thought about this, but there's a third way. And that third way is to do some negotiation with who we borrowed the money from and actually reprice currency. (laughs) But we don't even want to go down that road. So at the end of the day, let's talk about the idea of unfunded liability. This is a serious problem. Raising taxes is probably going to occur at some point in time in the future. And one of the things that we know is the monies that the government gets comes from their citizens. And if you're listening to this in America, you are a citizen of the U.S., which means that if you have wealth, you got to protect it. Now, I know down here in Palm Beach, and we work with clients right now in about 13 states, but in Palm Beach, one of the things that we see on a regular basis because of higher levels of wealth is there's a lot of advanced strategy that has been done to create tax planning. So I got a couple questions for you as you're listening to this. Number one, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to repeat the question. If you could find ways to legally, morally, and ethically disinherit the IRS, would you do that? Hopefully the answer is yes. Number two, if you could reduce your tax burden, would you do that? Obviously, if it's legal, hopefully the answer is yes. So the question then follows, and that is, what are you doing proactively to actually accomplish those two questions? And, you know, Randy, unfortunately, what happens is a lot of times in people's lives, they're in a place where they say, well, you know, I have a CPA. I got a certified public accountant. I got somebody that's helping me with my taxes. You might even have a tax attorney, potentially. But a lot of times the strategy that CPAs provide is rearview mirror thinking. Mm-hmm. They're historians. And you might say, well, what are you talking about? Well, most CPAs are in a place where they're not setting out to do the wrong service or a bad thing. They do a great job. They do a great service. 
But most CPAs' jobs are to really take a look at your year and say, okay, what did you spend and what did you make and how much did you give away or how much did you give in charity or how much did you give here, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then figure out what number goes in what boxes and then basically tell you this is how much you either owe or this is how much you get back. Now, the question when you talk about a CPA, because they're doing their job there when they do that, but most CPAs don't technically sit down and say, okay, let's take a look at your portfolio. Let's take a look at your income and let's talk future thinking in ways that we can do some advanced strategy. You might hear things like, hey, let's put some money in a SEP IRA. Uh, Let's put some money in a 401k. Let's put some money in here or there. Or maybe if you own a business that buys equipment, you have vehicles or other things in general, they may say, let's put some money in equipment where we can get a tax deduction on that for the year. But in addition to that, what kind of advanced tax planning are you really going through? This gentleman that recently came in, Randy, great guy, won't mention his name, obviously, for protection, but his income was around 2.3 or 2.5-ish a year, million. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got a company, owns a company, and is always looking for strategies. And as you can imagine, he loves working the first five months of the year for the federal government. <laughs> tax Freedom Day. Sometime yeah, that's in his Tax May. Freedom Day. I mean, yeah. you might say, what? Well, yeah, that's, that's literally what's happening. I mean, he's in a situation where, to give you an example, in, in a couple years ago, his income was $2.3 million, and he paid $817,000 in taxes. Wow. Okay? That's real. Mm-hmm. It actually happened. Real story. So you do the math and you take 2.3 million, you divide that out. And of course that 2.3 million is gross adjusted income. It's not even actual, the, the net net expenditures. There's other things that are baked in there. But at the end of the day, he's working about five months of his year from January, February. Think about this for a minute as you're listening to this. You say, well, that's not me. My income's not 2.3 million. I don't care if your income's 10 million, 100 million or 500,000 or even 100,000. This guy literally, and if you do the math, you're probably somewhere close to that. This guy literally is in a place where January, New Year's Eve, real excited. He's got his hat on. Brand new year. Hey, he's blowing his party stuff, all this stuff. January, February, Valentine's Day. Oh, it's exciting. March, April, May. Those months are all months that he worked and paid his employees and paid for costs and paid for things, but his personal income, his personal time was spent literally working for the federal government. That's actually what happened because he spent $817,000 and wrote a check to them in his tax bill that year. Now, why is that important? The reason it's important is because a lot of times, a lot of people don't know what they want, Randy, because they don't know what's available. So one of the jobs that we do is we do advanced tax planning with our clientele, with the families that we work with, is we want to dive through and say what is available. What just so happens with this gentleman, we were able to take advantage of some legal, ethical, and moral strategies that are completely approved by the IRS, which gave him the ability and will give him the ability to actually reduce his taxes by $500,000. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. You might say, well, okay, well, that's great. And I don't know what the number would be for you, but think about this for a minute. 500 grand in tax savings for a year. So let's grow that out over a course of 10 years. What does that mean? That means in a 10-year period, he gets to keep $5 million more of his own money 
instead of giving it to the government. So the question is, is who do you think does a better job of using your money, you or the government? <laughs> and would you rather keep it or give it to them? And I think the material point here, Randy, is, is I don't know specifically if the strategy that we used for him is correct for folks that are listening to this out there. You know, it's like doing a haircut through the phone. I have no idea what your situation looks like. But what I do know is, is you have to think outside the box. You have to do something different. You know, you've heard it said before, if you want to achieve different results, you have to do different things. The old definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same things and expecting different results. That's the old definition of insanity. When it comes to your tax situation, my question is, what are you doing differently? What have you done differently? What advanced strategy have you added in to your story? We talk a lot about golf, Randy. If you want to hit a better golf ball, you got to change something, right? Very true. You're always looking for a new tip and something to do it a little bit better. You got to change it, right? You got to change it up. You got to get coaching. You got to be open to new ideas. I'm looking at Google right now, and I looked at the tax code for last year. The book for the tax code for 2018, 70,000 pages, okay? So we all look at taxes as a destructive expense when we're, you know, in retirement or approaching retirement. But it doesn't have to be a destructive expense because in that 70,000 pages are some things you can take advantage of. Well, there sure are. And the the reality of it is when you look at taxes in general, what I'm not saying here is don't pay any taxes at all. You know, you hear the old people saying, well, you got to pay your fair share. Listen, I get that. Government provides certain services and things that we absolutely need. In my opinion, and this is not the time for this, I believe the government is very overreaching into things that they don't need to be involved with, so therefore they don't need funding for that. That's my own personal opinion. The only way you can change that is get involved politically. But when it comes to taxes in general, you know, I don't mind paying what is appropriate, but I also want to make sure that we're maximizing the code that the IRS has created themselves that gives us the ability to maximize what is going on and basically bending the bar to the interest that is in the best interest of the folks that we work with. So that's kind of a, just a short, quick, circuitous overview about taxes, about the idea of don't let yourself be succumbed to overtaxation when you don't need to be. And so my challenge here, I just want to leave everybody with this, Randy, on this show, is if you're in a place where you have questions, you're like, you know what, maybe I'm not maximizing my tax structure Yeah, I'm using a CPA. They might be a great person. You might have built a relationship, probably have with them over the years. But at the end of the day, if there's a strategy that's out there that you're not currently using, I think it makes a lot of sense to step out and take a look at that. So we have some information that we can share with you at our firm level. If you want questions, you have questions about that, maybe even a a deep dive or a short dive on your own personal situation. All you need to do is go to lean on the wall. Dot com. Again, leanonthewall.com, and you can reach out to us there. So who should reach out here? Because I don't want to waste your time. My suggestion is if you're in a place where you're earning over 250000 dollars $400,000 or more in income annually, that's probably a situation where you want to reach out and connect with us. Now, maybe you're in a place where you're retired, and maybe you got two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, or more million in assets, and you're in a place where you're like, you know what? You know, I've done some basic things to protect my wealth. Maybe you need to improve that. We're at unstable times with markets. Markets are all-time highs. We're having some, you know, down times currently. But you want to look for ways in addition to protecting your assets, which asset preservation is a big part of what we do at Wall Companies. 
but you also want to look for ways to save money in taxes on those assets. Strategically reduce the tax bill. Well, then I'm, I'm going to challenge you to reach out to us as well. LeanOnTheWall.com. There's a lot of great information. There's a lot of videos. And there's more in-depth things that we can share with you. And we can have one of our team members chat with, you know, 15, 20, 30-minute phone call and just talk through your situation and see what may be available. Again, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And our goal here with this show is to help give you some insight on some things that are happening out there, but also provide you with some knowledge of ways to gain more insight and information to help you maximize your personal situation. Because you've worked hard for what you have. Randy, I'm going to give you the second to last word. (laughs) Anything else you want to say? Well, my favorite quote on taxes, Michael, is from Judge Learned Hand. Now, you know, with a name like that, he had to live a long time ago, and he did. And I give you the quote. Anyone may arrange their affairs so that his taxes shall be as low as possible. There is no patriotic duty to increase one's taxes, public duty to pay more than what the law demands. Wow, I like that. You like that? Man, what's his name again? Judge Learned Hand. <laughs> Judge Learned Hand. <laughs> that sounds like he could be an interesting character. I I'm think sure so he too. was uh, probably a hundred years ago. Yeah, in a lot of different things. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, thanks so much for tuning into the show again. If you want more information, go to leanonthewall.com. And as always, our goal is to help you get your money moving on purpose, so you can live with purpose and live on purpose and add value to those around you as we live in this life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you next show. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please call 888-511-9255. Wall Wealth Management, LLC, is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN Insurance License Number 7330010.